Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, the, we have some actually some big hitters for you today. So, I am going to be talking about, um, as you can tell by the title, I am really excited to be talking about my excitement for Warrior Season 3 being renewed, and I'm so glad to hear that. Also, I'll be talking about the new poster for uh, Powerpuff, the new CW show. Also, I'll be talking about Black, the Black Lightning episode called Painkiller, and I really want to get my thoughts on that. Um, also, I'll be talking about uh, Power Rangers Dino Thunder. That is actually going to be uploading episodes on YouTube, which is something like it is my favorite Power Rangers show. I just want to briefly talk about that. Um, also, I'll be talking about the new episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode 5, and I want to give some, like, talk about some of the highlights, some of my favorite um, moments, and and also, I'm just going to go into more of a, I haven't done this in a while, and that is, like, some deep conversations, and that is my definition of what it means to be a man. Now, um, and I, I will briefly discuss that. Um, in later in the episode, but before I get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can get your podcast. So, without further ado, let's start off with man, <laughs> Warrior finally being renewed for season three. The odds were not gonna work, everybody was just like, or at least the the people who were in charge before. Uh, so, just to give a brief uh, rundown. So, if you don't know what Warrior is, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the show before. Warrior was a uh, is a, a Cinemax uh, slash HBO show. It started off on Cinemax, and it it was from the creators of Banshee, and this was a show that basically based on Bruce Lee's. Um, Writings, uh, the warrior was supposed to be his show, and he was supposed to be starring and put basically an Asian, um, uh, an Asian or an Asian American in a in American Western setting. So that was the original idea. However, that was scrapped before he before he passed away. Uh, many years later, his daughter Shannon Lee decided, uh, let's let's see how and. Of course, you have like Justin Lin involved, and uh, and I forgot um, Hopper. Uh, his last name was Hopper. Or Jonathan Hopper. Uh, they decided to create the show and and grab all of Bruce's writings and see what they could do with it. And my God, this is the probably the most underrated show. And in terms of quality, like the quality of the show is just fantastic. The story. Uh, uh, the writing of the show and uh, the acting, um, and also the diversity of the sh- of the cast as well. You have brilliant action, but also you have philosophical thinking about like you know the rights and wrongs, and also it really it really accentuates the situation we are in right now, and that is anti anti Asian um, violence. And that is very, very the meat of the show about Asians in San Francisco Chinatown during the 
during the late 1800s, and that is so important to discuss. It is very, so, so relevant. So, at a time like this, where anti, uh, anti-Asian violence is such a big thing, I think this, that is also, I feel like that is a big push why uh, Warrior Season 3 is coming, because of how how important it is for this show to happen and for people to understand and by the way like i've been signing petitions i've been signing uh, i'm trying to get the word out of this show because it is so good with the hashtags and the and the sharing of posts of why this show is so good it is such an amazing show that people are not watching i even like like, you know, post, like, like, highlights of, like, my favorite scenes, like, my favorite scene of that show was in the beginning, in the pilot episode with uh, Assam coming to America, and he already knows how to speak English, but these white men who are basically the immigration, the immigration, you know, checker, checker people, I don't know, I don't know what they're called, but anyways, like, they're like, hey, do you, um, do you understand me? And, like, you know, they're just, like, you know, slapping him. And then that's when he starts to, you know, do the kung fu. And, um, but it's more than just kung fu and, like, action packs. Like, the character Assam, the lead actor played by Andrew Koji, he really accentuates what it means, like, yes, you are a, you know, fighting prodigy, but you are also trying to understand what's going on in this situation. And he's, like, he's really, like, the bridge between um, white American and, like, Chinatown, like, he, he is basically, um, like, the mix of two worlds, because, like, one, he has an American grandfather, and it also, it begs the question of, like, who deserves to live in this country, um, like, you know, does Assam, basically, Assam deserves to be, be an American as well, or because, like, he knows the call, um, not necessarily he knows the culture, but he can speak the language, and he knows how to get around. There is the question of, do Asians, Americans, or Asians in general, do they belong in America? And it also begs the question, like, you know, do white people belong in America? Um, yes, like, you know, there's all about the independence for it. Uh, we heard that story about, like, you know, um, you know, 1776, like, you know, signing the Declaration of Independence, um, you know, being independent from the British, it's a big declaration, it is an important thing, and it's, uh, but the problem is, the problem is that people tend to forget that Americans in general are all immigrants, we are all immigrants, they came from different places, but we basically invaded Native American soil, and people, like, and people still talk about it, but people think, like, in that, that's the past, you know, this is the future, and, like, you know, now we decide who belongs here, no, it doesn't matter, um, no one gets to decide, like, you know, who truly belongs, you know, at least morally, morally, I'm not talking about, like, you know, the system, the system judges who belongs here, unfortunately, However, morally, and the values of what it means to be American, to start anew with the land. If America is supposed to be the land of opportunity, they're really setting up something big, but also on a, under a false promise. So that is what, like, in a war is all about. Who decides who belongs here? And also, is it 
okay to essentially uh, to basically initiate these violence like and and it's not it really isn't but also you don't have just like you know asian Amer- um asians fighting the white americans it's not just that you have um chinese people versus chinese people with inner tongs and you know it's it's so complex. It's a complex show that didn't get to finish because they ended on a cliffhanger on season two, and we weren't sure. We weren't sure if we were able to get a season three. But now that we have it, I hope that I hope they end it on a good note on season three. That way, I feel like shows really. I feel like shows, when they start to build up for a, a second season or a third season, but they always end it on a cliffhanger. And sometimes it may be like, you know, the smart thing to do, but sometimes it also is also unfortunate because like you don't know if a show is going to be canceled. So at least you get the chance to, you know, wrap it all up in some sort of way, you know, and there might be some open ends, like, you know, you know, leave with, leaving with questions, but at least if there's, there's a clear cut, there is a clear cut of what is done, so, and I feel like season three, uh, for Warrior has a lot to go, and I'm really excited, I'm so glad it's back, so go check out Warrior, Warrior is not gonna be on Cinemax anymore, um, now it's going to be, uh, exclusively for HBO Max, and if you have HBO Max, Go watch Warrior. Watch this first two seasons. You will not be disappointed. It's such a great show. All right. Now, going down my list, we have the CW Powerpuff. Now, we only saw uh, a teaser poster. So, you have Dove Cameron. Um, let me let me check on the, um, uh, the casting because I know for sure... Um, you have Dove, uh, Dove Cameron, and then you have Chloe Bennett uh, from, from, uh, uh, what's it called? Asian, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, so let me look at the tags. Um, when I meant by tags, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the, uh, the images. So, okay, so you have, uh, you have Chloe Bennett, and then you have Dove Cameron, and then you have like Yana Peralt, and so basically Dove, Cam- uh, Dove Cameron will be Bubbles, um, and then you have Chloe Bennett as like uh, Blossom, and then you have um, Yana as Buttercup. So, so that is something that I am. I'm wondering how this is gonna go. This is. I really don't know how I feel about it. It's about they really they just call it like Powerpuff. They didn't call it like the Powerpuff Girls, and that is because because they're grown up. They want to be like the Powerpuff Lady. It doesn't have doesn't have doesn't have a good ring to it. But they're just gonna be calling it Powerpuff, and this is gonna be a CW show. So we I've talked about I've talked about the. My thoughts on the CW and how they manage their shows and, like, the quality of the shows. Yes, it's cheesy, but, like, you know, and sometimes they are fun, but sometimes, like, the storyline, sometimes it's not as good. I, but I feel like 
I don't know. I, 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 I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to be watching this show. I'm just giving my thoughts on the poster, and and I saw some set photos, and I could see them wearing the iconic, the iconic um, Powerpuff Girls, you know, costume. But the uh, the pro- uh, the promo poster, like them being wearing like more adult um, adult colors, or no, adult you know outfits. Still, I don't know what to expect. Um, let's just see the reviews, <laughs> but yeah. Alright, now moving on to Black Lightning. So, we are steering away from the the storyline of Black Lightning, and now we're just focusing on Painkiller's story, where he has gone. Now, I don't know for sure, I forgot what the, the city is called, but it, it looks like... It reminded me of, um... It reminded me of Korea, or it reminded me of Black Panther when they were going to um, to Korea. So, yeah, I was getting that I was getting that vibe really. But this is supposed to be the sort of like the pilot episode of the Painkiller spin-off series, and I did not think we we would you know if I would want it. But now that I've seen this episode, I want more. Because you are, they've already established a villain or, or anti-hero about like dual identity and how do how do you come to peace with it? So and and it really feels like it does feel like Arrow to me. Like it, it reminded me of Arrow. So this is the one thing. Like you know, some of the good things about the CW shows, like they've they. There are there are moments where like they don't they're not afraid of like getting dark and this was really good and all I can say is like I am more excited for the painkiller show because of this you know a little little side adventure uh, don't get me wrong I love uh, Black Lightning I love the show but this this feels something different this feels something new and i'm i'm and i'm all for it and you got a cool crew um like painkiller has its own crew to a like crew to to do some things and like going on missions it, it's it's just so awesome to see that and i'm excited i'm really really excited uh for this show um i'm not gonna go into details i'm just i just want to give my expressing my initial thoughts i just like it very much and if you have not watched the new episode of black lightning i highly suggest it if you are binging on black lightning so this is something that that you should watch really so that we get a new um get a sense of like a, a taste of this new show so yeah all right now Power Rangers Dino Thunder is now going on YouTube. So if you are um, if you are Power Ranger fans and if you are following the legendary like Power Rangers YouTube channel, so basically they're the main channel for like all Power Rangers content. So they've uploaded episodes one through three um, for Dino Thunder, and it is so gl- it is so awesome to see these episodes full episodes of power rangers dino thunder it is my by far my favorite uh, power ranger show because of these characters and to see the growth of 
yeah, you get to see the growth of them being, um, uh, being rangers and how to develop the, like, you know, they really go on the tropes of being like balancing being a superhero and also high school life. So it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really awesome to see. So, um, no offense to Mighty Morphin. I, I like Mighty Morphin. It's just not my favorite, um, series. It's Dino Thunder all the way. Dino Thunder is just such a, it's a brilliant show. And also, like, very, it is ahead of its time, really. It really is, in terms of the writing. Um, right now, um, no offense, like, um, not to say, like, the, you know, these, the acting chops were, were bad or anything like that. It's just that because of Disney's Power Rangers, they really took on a more adult you know, situations than Saban. Saban's, like, you know, version of Power Rangers, or Hasbro, like, they, they really are doing, like, you know, it is like, oh, this is for kids, for, but for Disney, they really want to attract, um, uh, a more older audience, and, you know, I, I, I don't fault them for that as well, so, that is why, like, Dino Thunder, they found a mixture between, like, what is, like, kid-friendly and what is, you know, awesome for, for teens or, like, young adults for me to watch, so, so, of course, there's a bit of cheesiness, of course, because it's Power Rangers, but, but there are some serious stuff, there are some serious stuff in Power Rangers Dino Thunder, and I, I really love that, I really do, and, and this is the first time where I actually like Dino Thunder more than their Sentai counterpart, and uh, Abaranja, Abaranja is their, uh, so Bakuru Sentai Abaranja is the, um, is the Japanese counterpart for Power Rangers uh, Dino Thunder, and I prefer Dino Thunder, not just because I grew up with it, but after watching, uh, Abaranja, as well, like, you know, acted it is, I, I, I just preferred the storyline of Dino Thunder, I, I just do, it, it felt more relatable, but yeah. Alright, um, and once again, yes, um, it's going to be on YouTube, and they're uploading episodes right now, so go check them out if you haven't, and get, you know, this is a chance for you to, to watch it in, before it's gone, because I don't know when they're going to disappear, so might as well, uh, take every chance you get. Alright, now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode 5, now... Um, this really gets me hyped for the final episode. There's only six episodes, man. There's only six episodes. Um, but I really like this episode. We, we really see John Walker going a more dark path of, like, he's just trying to be a good soldier. And, and as much as I don't like this character, I really don't. However, you do understand what he's going through, and he's just, like, doing as he's told, but because of, uh, being a representative of the United States, and seeing Captain America, spoiler, this is gonna be a spoiler talk, I forgot, spoiler talk, I really need to remember, uh, to do, like, you know, a little warning, but anyways, uh, after John Walker basically killed, uh, in, uh, when he brutally killed someone in, in broad daylight with cameras involved, it is his, uh, 
he basically set set up a recipe for disaster after he took the serum. After he took the serum and then he just brutally killed someone in broad daylight, he lost his um, rights to be Captain America, but he's also taking away benefits and retirement, all this stuff, and that's just them being nice. Or at least the council, the, I think it was the GRC council, I don't know. But the council was basically like, hey, we can't have you be Captain America anymore. But I did what you told uh, told me, so, but that's the sad thing. He's just being, do- he just did what he's told, and I don't, I don't agree with John Walker whatsoever. However, I understand what he's going through, and that's another thing. That's what I like about uh, John Wyatt, a uh, uh, White Russell, a uh, White Russell, um, playing this character. He really accentuates like of both of a villain, but you understand what he's going through. I feel like he is he is the antagonist of this show. However, you sympathize the struggles that he's trying. He he is really trying to maintain being a good man, but th- the problem is like the odds are against him every single time. So so unfortunately for him, he got the short end of the stick and Nobody wants him anymore. So, yeah. And then after Bucky, Sam, like, you know, fighting John Walker to take the shield back. And by the way, just to, when he, they removed the shield from him to break his arm. I'm like, bro, bro, man, that is a broken man, literally. And, and then after... See, after taking this shield, now they're figuring out what to do with it. But first, Sam went back home to, um, well, first he went to Baltimore. He went to Baltimore to talk to uh, Isaiah Bradley about, like, he you could have been the next Captain America, but, like, you know, no. And after... After everything about the experiments with the super soldier serum, like they, they, they treated him like a like a guinea pig. He doesn't want to be Captain America. He doesn't want to be like that because because of that shield. Does it represent hope or does it represent a peace? Uh, represents peace, but under cruel circumstances. So I, I, Isaiah Bradley said no. And, like, Sam didn't really say, like, oh, like, the shield is yours. He's just trying to understand what he's going through and what this means. And how does Sam move forward? And what, when Isaiah said, um, no, no black America, uh, no, no American would accept a black America, uh, black Captain America. So... And no self-respecting black man would aspire to be Captain America. So that is like, damn. So it, it really gives Sam something to think about. What does this shield truly mean? Um, I feel like for Steve Rogers, he really represented the the American hope, uh, the American hope of like free uh, freedom and 
and peace and justice and, and all that stuff. Basically, it's very traditional. However, Sam, and I do think they're really leading up to him becoming the next Captain America. Um, for Sam, he really is figuring out what is the next what's the next step if if this man like you know and Isaiah Bradley he's like I don't know how old he is like but that is like an old traditional thing and and Sam is like the new generation but still after listening to what he said he needs to think of what does the shield truly represent or what does the shield mean to you and how do we change that so and it's not just a tool you know that is an iconic piece of history um, in terms of, like, you know, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they just have to wait and see. And we see after he went to Baltimore, then he went back home. Um, so Sam is, like, you know, helping his sister because they can't sell the boat because it's not in good condition. So now they have to, like, basically rebuild the boat or, like, improve, fix the boat so that they could sell it. And then after that, they can't sell it because now it's, like, a, fa- a piece of family history. <laughs> and then Bucky comes in and helps out. And after they take away Zemo, at least the Dormelage, uh, when um, they took Zemo away and... Bucky asked uh, Ao or Io, or I think it was Ao. I'm not entirely sure, but he asked her, um, "I need a favor." And then Bucky brings in this this Wakandan suit. When we know it's a suit, either wings or a suit. But man, I'm really excited to see what this is because if this Wakandan vibranium armor, and he gets the shield, that is gotta be so, like because because Sam is not a super soldier. But with all that vibranium and the shield, he's a force to be reckoned with, you know. So, but we'll see. We haven't gotten a good look at it, but yeah. One of my my favorite moments is Bucky started, like, you know, saying, like, hi. Saying, hi, hey, I'm I'm Bucky. And, like, (laughs) Sam's sister's like, oh, I'm Sarah. And then, like... (laughs) Sam was just like, you do not flirt with my sister. And I'm like, damn, Bucky wanted that. He's been in Wakanda for so long. He just got a taste for... I can tell. He really he really loves his black woman. <laughs> like, not gonna, not gonna lie. So when I watched it, I was like, good for you, Bucky. And there's this montage of, like, you know, fixing the boat and asking... Uh, people from the community to help out and that's you know it was really sweet to see that it was a nice change of pace after all the action now it's all about um all about community and coming together um what i do want to talk about is the post credit scene yes there's going to be a post credit there is a post credit scene for this episode and that is john walker being so pissed and oh by the way but julia louise dreyfus just she just shows up <laughs> she just shows up in this um as val val or whatever and then telling john walker like you did the right thing and call me if you need me so and i was like you don't just bring her into the mcu without like like oh she's just a 
she's just a side character. No, no, no. Like, you know, there is something big. And I heard that she was supposed to be in Black Widow, and that's supposed to be the first introduction, but since we don't see her in Black Widow yet, she was introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we'll just have to wait and see of what her character would bring. But man, bringing a big hitter as uh, Jewel uh, Louise Dreyfus, like, that is, um, that is something. That is something. Alright, and we see in the post credit scene, John Walker losing his rights to be Captain America, and he's like this, having this mentality, I am Captain America, I am Captain America, and he is now building his own shield in a garage, or like, you know, in this warehouse, and building his own shield, that's not gonna go up against, like, a vibranium shield, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, the real rejects, they really, <laughs> they, were, they reminded me of, like, when they talked about John Walker building the shield, like, Tony Stark made this in the cave with a bunch of scraps. <laughs> And when I looked at the shield, it look it really looks DIY. It really looks like a DIY project, and I'm just like, bro, you finally lost it, man. <laughs> uh, I wonder if they like oh, just keep the suit, just keep the suit, but like you can't wear it around, and it also looks pathetic if you don't have like if you don't have a what's it called a shield. Yeah, you could keep the suit, but without that shield, you're nothing, man. So, he decides to build his own shield. <laughs> I wonder how this is gonna go. I wonder if they're gonna do, like, some sort of a pun. You're no Captain America. You're just a U.S. agent. Like, <laughs> I, I bet they're gonna... <laughs> I believe they're gonna do something like that. Um, Not like, I'm the U.S. agent. No, 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 no. It's gotta be, like, something like... <laughs> it's gotta be, like, a hint, hint. But yeah. Um, overall, I like this episode. Um, it was a nice change of pace. Um, for some reason, it felt pretty long for me. Um, but I'm really excited to see Sam. Oh, by the way, Sam's montage. Sam's montage of just like practicing the shield. That was awesome. Seeing Sam throwing it and like getting used to it, doing all these flips and just like, we need that montage, man. And one of his nephews like come to his luck. On his left, so I was like, like, on your left. <laughs> or like, oh no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I said that wrong. Um, man, that was, uh, it was a really good, it was a really good episode. But I'm really excited for what, um, the final episode's going to be. I really don't want this to end. This is such a good show. I actually prefer this to pr- prefer this show more than WandaVision. WandaVision, uh, WandaVision was a good trip. However, Falcon and Winter Soldier, man, like, it felt like a four-hour-long movie, and I'm not mad at that. That's, it was a pretty awesome show. So, I think six episodes, as much as I want more, I feel like to wrap it all up, then... We'll see. We'll see. And lastly, I, I do want to have some time to be real with y'all about about what my definition my definition of what it means to be a man. Um, I have a history on this show talking about 
some of the problems I had, some of like, of like, what I'm dealing with in my life, uh, if you don't remember, I, <laughs> and if you're listening, if you have been an avid, you know, listener, um, you know that I had a segment called Thoughtful Thursdays, and every Thursday I would just talk about like some deep conversations. What I've talked about toxic masculinity before, and that is, <clears throat> it's essentially like you have to be a certain look in order to be, you know, successful or like, you know, what it means to be a man. You need to have the look, you have to have the money, you have to have the cars and all, or you have like, you need all these things and you have to act like this in order to be a man. And that is what, uh, what is toxic masculinity is, um, things like, you know, you have to man up, you know, that sort of thing. Like, you know, just, you know, don't be a, you know, a pussy or don't be like a, you know, that sort of thing. Like, don't be a little girl. Like, that, that is, like, toxic masculinity. Because you are pushing this agenda of, like, you know, be a man, be a man, be a man. However, what I fail to realize is there is another way of, like, how to represent yourself as a man. And what it means to be a man, at least this is my definition. This is my definition. This is not for everyone, however... My definition of being a man is something reflect, reflecting back on my issues. So, what I realize now is, at least for now, what I've what I've taken away from the question is what it means to be a man, and that is basically doing the right thing. Um, you respect people, regardless of gender. You respect people whatsoever. Um, but. But in not to say that like you can't just um, uh, diminish like who you are as a man. Um, that means you. I, there's an, also another tendency of like being uh, being considerate of others. And so I've said it before that I've I've had a focus in women's studies. I have a bachelor's in women's studies. Um. And I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in how to understand the the female perspective of like what they go through in everyday situations. However, what I fail to learn is the male perspective or what it really means to be a man. And that's not to say like, you know, artif- artificially become a man, meaning that you need to have this, 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 this in order to be a man. I think it's about the value. It's all about valuing yourself too. What I've noticed is, for me, for me personally, because I have this, I have this thought process of like respecting women, but there's a difference between respecting women and putting women first. Putting the women first. I'm not saying that, like, if if you're in a relationship that you need to, that you only think, you you can only treat your girl as a queen, or your girlfriend, or your partner as a queen, um, you're the top priority. That is something that, that I needed to change. The priority for any man, or any individual, is themselves. And, and it's essentially... You're not supposed to 
you're not supposed to give yourself up really so easily to and just simp, you know, because it, it looks pathetic. And I'm not. And also another thing that I've learned is when it what it means to be a man. It, I'm not saying that you shouldn't express yourself or you shouldn't let out those emotions, but there's also a balance that you need to do. And that is, I cannot complain about what's happening in my life every single time. And I feel like I've done that on this podcast. I've, I've, I can tell that I've done this on this podcast about my issues of what's going on in my life and how hard it is. But the problem is I'm dwelling so much on my hurt. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't express yourselves, but you shouldn't only express yourself or like emotionally or um, even that needs balance. Just because you express your emotions doesn't mean that it's always okay. That can lead to a dark path as well. We also want, even though we want to be honest with our emotions, but there's also the importance of like what is the next step i've let out my emotions i cried like you know that is that is a moment for you you know for a man that is a moment for you but what's important is the next step the next step of being a man what am i supposed to do how am i going to feel better um even though we're even though being a man doesn't mean to have the idealistic you know, ripped body, or, you know, eat the healthiest of foods, or, like, you know, um, earn the most money, and, like, like, those are materialistic things of, like, you know, of hard work, but that is not supposed to be the main drive, the main drive is basically to make yourself, you know, feel good about yourself, you know, regardless of what you look, regardless of what you look, you know, I work out because it feels good to me, I, I work out because it feels right. I don't overwork myself. I'm not, and also maintaining um, and eating as well. I'm not. Let's just say I don't eat like you know, it's like super super healthy. Um, but I am conscious of what I eat sometimes, and and I should. And the problem is, is that every time I try to eat healthy, sometimes it it led to. Um, eating disorders and and I'm not enjoying what I eat so I don't care what I really eat anymore but I am aware of my weight I am um, aware of like my health so that's why I counter that with um, working out and also keeping myself busy what makes me happy another thing when I started dating other um, when I started dating um, after my, after my breakup, um, after I started dating, I've noticed that, like, sometimes, even if you are matched with someone, or if that you've reached out to someone and they agree to go on a date with you, or that sort of a thing, it doesn't mean that you've already succeed, you know, you could still have problems in a relationship, um, where you feel, and sometimes, sometimes it feels like it's one-sided, you know, but sometimes people, some guys are that desperate for one-sided, for one-sided, you know, relationships, like, where they don't care if they, they don't have, like, you know, they've lost the dignity, you know, of, like, they're doing so much for this one person that they forget to t- take care of themselves. So, I'm not saying that you shouldn't care for anybody, or you shouldn't care for, like, you know, your partner, or I'm not saying that, 
but the number one person that you should be taking care of is yourself. That is what I think is like what it means to be a man is that you find the balance between like doing what's right and respecting other people. But the most important thing is respecting yourself and doing what makes makes you feel good, makes you feel happy. And no one should ever, ever tell you that that you're not worth it. And this the same ideal, um, this the same idea can apply to women as well. In time, in time for, and this is just what it means to be a human being, you know. And I feel, I feel like that is like the essential, quite the essential thing. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, but what it means to be a man, specifically, I feel like, I feel like it, it really creates a new definition of what it means to be a man, and that is taking care of yourself. Thinking yourself, but not only yourself. It's all about finding that balance. And I feel like women are figuring out, figuring out that as well. Um, and especially like, you know, LGBTQ, LGBTQI plus community as well. So even though this is my definition of what it means to be a man, other people will have different definitions. And But it is essentially what it means to be a human being or at least a de- decent human being and to how to take care of yourself. So yeah, wow, forty minutes. That that's a new record for um for this season of the podcast. But um, thank you all for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long, farewell, take care, bye bye.